Hi there, I'm Hilary DeCesar, and you're about to listen to episode number nine of the Silver Lined Relaunch. Jim Fortin, who you are about to listen to, is one of my favorite people in this world. Not only is he my guest on this episode, but he is also my personal coach, and he's hailed as one of the world's leaders in subconscious self-transformation. This interview was originally recorded in the Relaunch Company's Love Flick series. This was a video series for women. So for all of you guys out there, I know that he references women, but this is for you too, because I thought re-releasing this interview was so important as it's really applicable and helpful to everyone, men and women alike, especially with the mindset traps many of us are falling into during and after this global pandemic. Jim will help you just as he helps me, as well as the thousands of others in his mentorship group start to see how when you feel stuck, you're only stuck in your mind. And more specifically, how your mind and thoughts are something that you can control. Even during times when you feel you have no control at all. So enjoy, and don't forget the biggest takeaway, which you're gonna hear near the end of the episode, when Jim tells you that there is nothing outside of yourself that will ever make you happy, ever. But he explains why. And I think it will set off more than a few aha moments. And now, our conversation begins, and so does the enlightenment. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So today I am over the top excited to bring you my personal mentor, Jim Fortin, and Jim is the leader in the field of subconscious sales, influence, and performance. He helps high-performing, selling professionals and entrepreneurs significantly increase their sales and performance by using those brain-based and unconscious strategies. These strategies increase the closing rates, shortening selling cycles, and transforming personal performance. And that's the ticket, ladies. That's what we're going to dig deep today. So Jim, I have been working with you for almost six months now, and mm-hmm. I've had many coaches in my, in my extensive career. None have been more formative for me than you. So I'm, I'm like giggly. I'm so happy right now. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And that's, it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, you impact people in the world. And if I can impact you and I can help more people, then let's do it. I, well, I find it interesting. I was taking some notes here. And this happens with me. 
that you work with women over 45. And what's interesting for me is I used to work with men, a lot of men, when I taught, taught persuasion and influence. And now that I'm, I'm segueing more over to subconscious transformation, 90% of my clients are women. So what does that say? That's really interesting, yeah. Well, what's great about what you're doing now is I sit here and I think about these women that I work with that are relaunching truly after you know divorce or loss or they're just plain feeling stuck. So many of them are struggling with negative thoughts with like, gosh, and you've done such a great job with some of your teachings around getting around this. In fact, you even have a formula that would, yeah. you, would you talk us through it? Because you understand this demographic so well. And it, it, you, the way you teach it, and I've incorporated it into our teachings, it's incredible. Thank you. Um, yeah, let's go here first. Um, you said, and when I'm looking down, I'll be taking notes as we go. You said that a lot of women are stuck, right? That's what, and anybody can go back and listen. What I want everyone, every one of you ladies right now to understand is that we're never stuck. It's our thinking that's stuck. So anytime we get stuck in life, it's because we're out of options. Many times we're going into what I call resignation as opposed to going into possibility. So we'll hit a wall and in that moment, we just get stuck because we're like, well, what is my next step? And most people will shut down, male and female will shut down right there without really thinking through, okay, how can I be more creative about this? How can I see things that I haven't seen? How can I ask myself questions that I haven't asked myself to give me more clarity here? So I wanted to toss that up first. We're never stuck. Um, I had a young guy call me one time and uh, he wanted to go into coaching. And the first, in, in his email, he says, I'm in a bind. And then as we are going through our coaching, he recognized that he wasn't in a bind. It was simply the way that he had his thinking organized that kept him in a bind. So ladies, you're not stuck ever. And you're never in a bind. You're simply out of creativity about things that you could do differently. That's step number one. And then you ask about what I call uh, the program that I, I created called Master Thought Formula, right? Fantastic. Let's, let's dig in here. Let's dialogue a little bit uh, because I'll bounce off from you. What was your biggest takeaway in that program that you're teaching now? Well, okay. What I loved about what you said is that where we are today is a direct reflection of what we were thinking in the past. And okay. so that made me aware that, oh my gosh, if I'm going down this negative path today in my thoughts, that's going to transcend into something in the future. So I'm catching myself even today. If I start thinking negative, I immediately pop myself out with, mm -hmm. with the formula. I do. I think about, you know, we are not our thoughts. We're the thinker of our thoughts. I have the ability right now to change my thoughts. Yeah. That was huge for me because the way you explained it was so brilliant in that, you know, the one thought leads to another, 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 another and that one image I have of the thought, 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 thought. It's so, it's, it's so perfect. Okay, per great, great. So let me, let me build on that a little bit. So Hillary, what Hillary's saying to all of you ladies is the foundation of the master thought formula is that we're all going to think, but if we're going to think, let's have a master thought that drives the rest of our thinking. And here's what most people do. Here's the foundation of the program is that most people have a thought and that thought, one thought, let's say, for example, a person 
um, like your audience goes through a divorce, right, Hillary? One thought is, the very first thought is, oh my gosh, I'm getting a divorce. Then what happens is they will have a hundred or a thousand thoughts around that one thought. The single thought is I'm getting a divorce. The other thoughts are, what about the kids? What about security? What about a job? I haven't worked for years. What about money? What about moving? What about blah, blah, you know, all the way. And all these thoughts come from the one thought. Then what people do is they go into fear and depression for quite some time, meaning they'll go into months of a funk, right? Weeks and months and sometimes years. When in reality, they get trapped in the thought, not recognizing they are the thinker of the thought. And because you're the thinker of the thought, you can choose to think different things about that thought. So what we teach in the Master Thought Formula, and we can tell them where to get the whole program uh, a little later, is that when you recognize you're the thinker of your thought, because most of us feel trapped in our thoughts. We have a negative thought, we feel trapped, right? So when we recognize we're the thinker of our thought, that gives us power over those thoughts that control us. Now we're choosing to disassociate from that negative thought and we're saying things like, hey, wait, I'm not that thought. I am the thinker of that thought. And being the thinker of that thought, I can choose different thoughts. So stay with me. So you, you get that, right? You've already, you understand that. Okay, but I want to add something here. I made a note here to write this down. You said when we get into negativity. Now, Negativity comes unconsciously, and most people never recognize that they're being negative until they're already in the negativity, right? Okay. Absolutely. So, ladies, what we want to do is I want to share something with you here. Um, the way to know that you're getting into negativity before you ever even get into it is recognize that any time you feel bad, so let's use our, our feelings because they're like, they're like alarms. Anytime you are feeling bad, you are already miscreating in your thought and going into negativity because you feel like you think. And if you are thinking bad, then you are feeling bad. So this is how we know to catch the negativity before we get into it is we're all aware and we all know in any given second whether we feel good or we feel bad. And please, ladies, write that down. If I feel bad, I am miscreating. Because nothing for the most part, no good for the most part has ever come from feeling bad unless we use it as motivation to stop feeling bad. Does that make sense? It, it does, but I have to say, okay, so you're, yeah. you're talking about feel like you think. And, and I remember when I first heard this, I'm like, okay, is this one of those think positive, think positive, I'm happy, I'm happy. It's, it, it is, it is basically, but what you're saying is that what you can actually stop that negativity from becoming pervasive, from becoming like, you can actually stop it before it happens because as you said, thoughts are only about 90 seconds, is that right? Very quick, very fleeting, if even that, yes. But it, once you start that negativity, then it's like that snowball, the snowball effect where all of a sudden things just start to negative. Once you start going down that path and you're saying you can stop it. Yes. Yeah, so let, let me add there, okay. ladies, is that Hillary, you're hitting on it. It's bullseye. 
is that, again, one thought leads to 100 other thoughts, and then it snowballs, obviously, from the one thought to the 100. What I'm saying is if you're having a thought about, oh, my gosh, I'm in fear, I'm getting a divorce, we can stop it right there at that one thought to recognize, and we can say to ourselves, you know what? I'm having a thought. I am the thinker of that thought. I can move my attention and think something different. What is it that I choose to think that is going to actually support me in my divorce as opposed to putting me into a funk or fear, which mm -hmm. fear is the first place that most people go. So what is it that I can think differently? And then if you might remember, I tell people um, everything's interpretation. So what new interpretations can I make that are going to serve me here, that are going to work for me, that are going to keep me in a powerful place as opposed to in my new apartment or condo or staying at the house and shutting all the curtains and sleeping for two weeks, which doesn't solve anything. No. So for these women that are sitting here and so many of our clients say, you know, where are all the good men? There are no more good men out there. Or I'm having the worst, you know, every time I go on a date, it's terrible and I'm never meeting the right guy. And, and then the other one is always like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, be, I'm going to, be an 80 year old woman online dating. I'm, you know, it's terrible. It's frustrating. I hate, I'm going to meet a horrible man there. He's going to be, you know, he's going to come and like, you know, <laughs> do something yeah. terrible to me. Th these are all thoughts and they, and you can literally just ask a question and people go right into that. All the fears, as you said. Okay. Yeah. So let's look at two things here. Number one is, I was with, I had to speak at an event in New York about three weeks ago. I was with a friend of mine. I used to live in New York. I'm a, I'm a native Texan. And we were having dinner and he was saying the reverse, but the same thing is where are all the good women? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're in New York city. This the largest city in the U S right. and when I knew him years ago, what dawned on me just like that at dinner, when I knew him years ago, he used to say, where are all the good women? And he was single then. And I haven't lived in, in New York in 18 years. And he's single now, still saying, where are all the good women? Mm -hmm. So what do you think he's creating by holding that psychological paradigm that there are no good women? Then, because he holds that paradigm, that's how he shows up in the world. And because that's how he shows up in the world, that's his unconscious body language. That is the energy that he puts out. That's what he attracts right back. Now he has fulfilled the cycle of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And That's women exactly it. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Because exactly. Women That's what he's bringing in. Exactly. And so when, when I sat there, I was like, I, I didn't notice it back then. And I sat there and I'm like, I didn't say much, but I thought to, I thought to myself, this is why 18 years later, you're still single because you're working from the foundational belief that there are no good women left. Mm -hmm. Then I was in New York. Like I said, I don't really have any friends there anymore. For the most part, I saw him. Um, and then the next morning, I used to live on the Upper West Side, but I was in a place called Hell's Kitchen. I'm not familiar with it. And I just went to grab some brunch that morning. And I just walked into this brunch place. And up on the wall, uh, there was this quote. There was this picture um, up on the wall. I'm looking in front of my phone here really quickly. Hopefully, I have it closed. I won't spend a lot of time. But I want to show you, ladies. Up on the wall was this picture. Um, the very same morning. Can you read it? Yeah, our life is what our thoughts make it. Love it. Now, 
Let's look at the gravity of that. The night before, his life is a reflection of what his thoughts are making it, right? So ladies, let that sink in. So you're choosing your thoughts and your thoughts are making your life. But then you, get, then you go and you have this experience. So what happens is you have the first part of the, of the, of the self-fulfilling prophecy is there's no good men. Then you're also looking for that to be true because you believe it. Then you attract it back. And then you say, see, I told you, there are no good men in the world. Now you fulfill the self-fulfilling prophecy. This is why our thoughts, and you're all the motivational speakers, back to your comment about rah-rah positive thinking. I mean, obviously, I think you've heard me say before, we want to be as positive and as healthy in our thinking as possible. But most people never even think about the construct of thought itself. How am I thinking? How am I constructing my thinking? So how are, how are ladies constructing their thinking and constructing their life when their thought is there are no good men left? That's really well, powerful. Jim, so I have to say that, you know, we all fall into things don't always go our way, right? You might be, you know, having trouble at the office. I know there's some, some women right now that are saying, you know, glass ceiling can't move on. There's other women that are saying, um, you know, hey, divorce is hard. And trust me, I, I get it. You know, it is not easy. Perhaps you're a single mom like I was. You've got three young little kids and you're on your own. You're no longer the, the missus to the mister, as we say. Yeah. Your identity, your identity. And, and you talk about this idea of, you know, who do you want to show up as? Who, you know, you be who you want to show up as. This was impactful for me because, you know, bad stuff happens. There's, there's, it, it's just, that's life. And your, the way you talk about the approach is so critical because we do, we do go down the path of, you know, that this is happening to me. My life sucks right now. This is, you know, when am I ever going to pop out of it? Can you help us understand that idea of, of the being piece? Yeah. Um, and if I don't answer it where you want me to answer it, come bring it back. Number one, you said bad stuff happens. Mm. Okay. Bad stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> a little bit here, Jim. <laughs> we make interpretations about what happens. Uh, most of us charge the world, and I used to be the way, oh, that's bad, or that's good. And then we spend our whole life going good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And what I tell people is that nothing means anything except the meaning that you give it. So let's say, for example, that a woman's leaving a job, or let me take me, for example, many years ago, very quick story. Uh, back when I was in my 20s, I used to be on the executive staff at Jimmy Carter, and there was a job that was open that was the assistant chief of staff to Jimmy Carter. Now, he's a humanitarian. There's no politics involved there. And I wanted that job really bad because I'd been there for a while. And a friend of mine said to me, he goes, if you get the job, that's great. And if you don't get the job, that's great. I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, if you get the job, that's going to be great because you wanted it. And if you don't, there's something better for you. Now, had I gotten a job, I probably wouldn't be doing today what I'm doing today because I'd probably be chief of staff there doing things in the world and helping and really enjoying it, okay? So, ladies, nothing has any meaning except the meaning that you give it. So be careful with the meaning that you're giving things. Now, let's go to women getting divorced, okay? Or women uh, in business and life. One of my best friends is, she's almost 80 now, 
She, I was her coach about a decade ago, and she became my mentor. Um, she's very, 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 very private, but I'm going to mention her name. Her name is Virginia Cook. Now, here in Dallas, she owns the second largest private real estate company in the North Texas area. Um, according to NAR, she is one of the top 20 thought leaders in national real estate. When she started in real estate, I believe in 1968 or so, she had to have a, her husband sign a piece of paper saying her husband gave her permission to sell real estate. When she was 29, and ladies, this is a great story, so this will apply to all of you guys, all of you ladies. When she was 29, she was offered the presidency of a company called Henry S. Miller that was all men. There were 5,000 agents, and she was a 29-year-old woman that was president of that company. And before she got into the company, the men laughed her out. They wouldn't listen to her. So she found Mrs. Miller in the bathroom at an event and went to Mrs. Miller and said, I can make your husband more money. Mrs. Miller made Mr. Miller listen. Mr. Miller brought her to a board meeting. They almost laughed her out of it. And then like a month later, they voted her president of the company. Now, here's where it gets much better. She did that for a lot, I think 30 years. When she was 69, she got a divorce. She was married uh, 49 years. She got a divorce when she was 69 restarted her own company, which in 10 years became the second largest private real estate company in North Texas. Five foot, about five foot two, feisty as anything. Um, one day she and I were talking, um, she's great friends with, with Ross Perot. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah. And one day they were in the car together, the car stopped, she hopped out first, and Ross Perot said to her, you need to wait for a man to open your door. And she said, well, you being a man, you're way too slow. And that's how she shows up in life. I mean, we were having lunch one day and she's a feisty woman. We were having lunch and she walked a Saturday. It was not business. She walked in with a t-shirt that said, life is too short to sleep with ugly cowboys. <laughs> and she was probably 72 or 73 then. But ladies, the reason I tell you this is when I ask her, I'm like, you were married 49 years. Do you wish you were still married? She's like, hell no. She goes, I am really enjoying my life now again. But she never lets any of that stop her. And I mean, she's built the company. She has 700 agents. She's a national name. Her company is as large as Barbara Corcoran's, who you see on Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. And she's a culture, she's a business, not culture, but a business icon here in Dallas. So you have to look at how does she think differently than other women that are getting out of divorces, right? And it's how she's showing up. It's she never she never questioned herself. She had that that attitude of this is this is what I want. First off, the fact that she did it so late in life really should tell all of us these excuses that we say that we're getting too old. I just celebrated my 50th birthday this weekend. And I gotta tell you, I feel better today than I did 20, 30 years ago. I feel like there's yeah. so more opportunity and it really is because now with how you have coached me into how do I want to show up do I want to sit here and say oh my god my back my knees my you know uh, you know I yeah I've got the wrinkles I've got you know things are happening but instead I'm not going down that path I heard a lot of people this weekend we, we went up with about 40 plus people to um, a a resort in the Sierras. And 
I heard a lot of people, oh my God, my bad, blah, 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 blah. You know, and they were, the, the conversations have a tendency to go down that path of what's bad that's happening. But then I noticed as the weekend went on and the love and the happiness and mm -hmm. it changed. People were starting to like, people that were in a rut when they got there, a day into it were like their old self. And so the way that they were spinning themselves was, I'm now in this great happy moment. It was like this energy was starting to, to happen to people because mm -hmm. others were fueling it. So these, the women that bring in that energy into the room, that's like, wah, wah, you know, that like depletion. Yeah. I love to kind of now I've seen it. I saw it firsthand this weekend. If you bring in who you want to be, then then you become more of a magnet for men. You become more of this attraction. No matter, you know, yeah. if 50, 60, 70, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I tell, and you heard me say before, is we talk about identity. What identity would somebody have who has what I want? I mean, how, what would their self-image be? And what would they identify with? And how would they see themselves? Mm. So, ladies, when you're talking about there are no good men left. Who is that person saying that? What does that person identify as, as opposed to what would a person say who believes that, you know what, I'm a catch. I'm a great catch. And there are plenty of men in this world that would want to be with me. Very, two very, very different identities. One actually is very assured, very confident. The other is actually what I call, which we didn't touch upon, working from circumstance. One is creating their world. One is being molded by the world. Mm. So we have to look at how we go out in the world. Do we let the world actually and all of our circumstances around us determine how we feel, which is what most people do, or do we go out in the world and we actually create by our identity, our intention, our energy, and what we put out there? Ladies, one more thing here, just to go back a little bit, is we read people unconsciously. Um, I use the word subconsciously and unconsciously interchangeably but we read people subconsciously. So for example, even looking at Hillary and I right now, um, I have an office, which I have to go shoot some video later today, uh, but the lighting this morning cast this room with a bit of a tint to it. She's got different lighting. Um, my only point here is maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't, but that's not the point. The point is that you're reading her and me both unconsciously and determining things about us without even knowing that you're reading, reading us unconsciously. Now to give you an example there, all of you ladies listening right now, are you aware of the pressure of your big toe in your shoe right now? No, you're not until I bring it to your attention. But when I bring it to your attention, you're aware of it. Yet your unconscious mind, your subconscious mind is aware of it. And the reason that I tell you this is if you go on a date and you have the belief that all good men are taken, that will literally filter through your body language your tone, your inflection, your breathing, your smiling, your attitude, what you say and what you don't say, that person will read you unconsciously. And then they will just say, well, she's not into it. So then what happens is they unconsciously automatically back up and say, she's not into it. You're on the other side of the table saying, see, I told you there's no good men here. It's because of what you're telegraphing to the person that you're with subconsciously. That's why it's because you're working through a filter. And the filter filters through the body. That's why it's so vital that you have to manage what energy you're going 
to a, to a date or a job interview or whatever, you have to manage that because the other person is reading it. Emotionally, men and women are identical. Nice. Men get fearful, they become afraid, they get jealous, they get resentful, um, they get emotionally wounded. All these things that men aren't supposed to show, women also aren't looking for because they're, they're also growing up in the same culture and I want to share with you, ladies, I'm telling you, 100%, men are as 100% emotionally as vulnerable as women. They just don't show it. Mm. So I wanted to share that with you, ladies. And I know because doing hypnosis, many times people would come to me and, and they're like, they would just tell me everything because they, they thought I was like their last hope. And they wanted to make sure that I knew everything that I could to be able to help them. And if you ladies get that, that however you choose to assimilate that will be huge in your relationships. Mm. But then we go back to beliefs. As you say, how do you start changing your beliefs? Well, people, all of our beliefs are unconscious. Every belief you have about money or relationships or whatever, no one ever says, well, what am I going to believe today? It just happens unconsciously. Now, if you want to know what you believe, look at your environment. Your environment is your beliefs objectified. So here's where it's going to get a little sticky for some of you ladies. If you want to know what you believe about relationships, look at your relationship history, because that'll tell you everything you believe about relationships. If, you've been, if you're on your third or your fourth marriage, guess what? You might have the belief or the thought that, oh, I'm, I'm great at marriage. It's never me. It's him or some other belief when in reality, you being on your third or fourth marriage is a reflection of what you believe at some level unconsciously otherwise it never would have played out that makes sense right hillary so far it makes sense total sense okay then we have to look at well go ahead and then we'll look at well what do i believe well and i i was going to say that a lot of times you know it's hard to look at these beliefs it's hard to to have that reflection back in the mirror that maybe it's you beliefs are sometimes very hard to acknowledge okay but it's always you. It Ladies, is. you have to get that. It's always you. When we accept 100% responsibility for our lives, I never look at anyone, anyone, and I used to when I was younger, but I never look at anyone and say, you make me feel so-and-so. No, you do what you do. I choose to interpret it. I make meaning of it. Then I make myself feel a particular way based upon my interpretations of it. So we have to be... A hundred percent responsible. When a marriage comes apart, when I lived in New York City years ago, I heard on the radio, this guy said, Jerry Seinfeld stole my wife. That's literally what he said on some talk show. And I said, dude, have you asked yourself, number one, was she the right wife for you? And secondly, if she left you, have you asked yourself who you were being and how you were being that caused her to leave? He took no and was being in no way responsible for the fact that his wife wanted to be with somebody else. So what he did is what most people do. He blamed it on somebody else instead of looking in the mirror and saying, was I a good husband? What did I do to, to cause her to want to leave? What could I have done differently? How could I have been differently? Did I marry the right person? Was she the right one for me? That, so I could have treated her in the way that she wanted to be treated. And so many women sit here and say, I just want the guy, you know, I want him to make me happy. I just want to be happy. And it's like, you know what? No, a guy cannot make you happy. He can make you happier. There's nothing outside of yourself that will make you happy ever, ever, ladies. 
So we have to be like my friend, Doug, he was happy and the girls were coming. Mm. You have to be, because it affects everything about you. Your, 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 your entire physiology, everything. Mm. So if you're saying, I just, and I hear that a lot. I just want a guy to make me happy. Well, guess what? That formula of thinking is going to actually keep you unhappy because now you're needy and now you're clingy and now you're going to, like, you're going to like, like attract and attach yourself to the first person who you think does that. Now, the second he doesn't make you happy, guess what? Now you're unhappy because you're letting somebody outside of you determine your internal happiness. Ladies, that is a very counterproductive place to be. Okay, I'm going to stop us here because we literally can talk all day long. I, I love everything that you have and we've touched on, I tried to touch on a lot of the key concepts that you cover mm-hmm. in your course and how you have coached me and mentored me through the last six months. And I've said, anything that you have done, I have like, I'm, I'm right there. Sign me up because I think it's that incredible. So Jeff, tell us what you're working on right now and how people can get involved with working with you. Okay, so obviously you've been through what I call the transformational coaching program. You're actually going back through it again, mm-hmm. um, which is what a lot of people do sometimes. Um, we have a new transformational program coming out in September. I think it's the week of the 12th, 13th, 14th, something like it's, it's that week is when we're launching it. We're starting a little later. It's a 12-week program like you went through. Uh, the easiest way to, to learn about that is just to opt into my list, and that way we'll keep you updated. But go to, go to jimforton.com, J-I-M, well, you'll, you'll put the link here, jimforton.com. And there's what we talked about when we started. There is a, a video training program there called the Master Thought Formula. Um, Hillary can vouch for this. Even though I teach marketing, I'm not an overzealous marketer. I'm not going to bombard you with emails and all that kind of stuff. Quite the opposite. But download that program, or I don't, I think you can download it, but watch the program and it will complete, it'll show you how to completely shift your thinking so that your thinking is no longer controlling you and that you're choosing new thinking. But on top of that, we'll let you know when the next transformational program starts in September. That's the easiest. Jim, I think that there's about a 15 minute video around this that gives you the very high level that I'll also put as a link so that people can at least start to watch that as well. I've seen that and actually sent that to a few people. Really, I didn't, I didn't know. Probably my project manager took it and broke yeah. some things out of it. No, it's really so, great. Yeah, on jimforton.com, you'll see, I think it says uh, free training at the top. Those are all podcasts that I've done and some of like the, the more heavily crafted podcasts. Um, Hillary, you know this. I'm all about giving as much as I possibly can. So they're not teaser podcasts or any of that. Um, some of those podcasts have been the number one podcast for the host that I've, I've been with. So listen to the podcast. And more than anything, Hillary, I want to go back here very quickly. There's a difference between listening to something and going, oh, that's really good. I like that. And how can I apply that? How, well, how does that apply to me? And how can I apply that in my life on a consistent basis? Mm-hmm. What we do, Hillary, as you know, is people will, will read a book and they're like, oh, this is a really good book. They put it back on the shelf and they forget about it. Um, we have ladies, I'm gonna, because I want to go back here. Hillary said, how do we change the beliefs? Repetition is one of the easiest way to change our beliefs recognition of the belief, and then repetition of a different belief or a different way of thinking. That's how the brain learns, just through repetition. So you want to change your thoughts about there's no good men. What would be an opposite thought of that? Because it is true, there are great men out there everywhere, Mm -hmm. right, Hillary? They just haven't met that man. 
So the belief that we actually hold, and we have to train the brain, is that you would believe there are great men out there everywhere, and one's coming to me now. Now, that seems kind of like hokey, you know, uh, motivational speaking. But when you say that with repetition, and you say it over and over and over, you start living, you start retraining the brain. You start creating more neural or different neural pathways in the brain. This is brain-based neurology. Now you're starting to operate from that place, not the old place. I'm even looking how you're going to a date. Oh, I want somebody, and I don't want to go on this date because it's probably going to be a crappy date because there's no good men left, but I'm going to go smile and just act like it then you're showing up the wrong way. So recondition your thoughts, Hillary, and for the ladies, and we do that through repetition. Well, Jim, it has been such a pleasure, and you have given us so much amazing insights. Again, as I said at the beginning, you know, you use it or you lose it, and so great point you just made, repetition. And so listen to this recording a few times because I find that anytime I hear you speak and I listen again, I catch another amazing nugget. So I yep. want to say thank you, and everybody, please make sure you go to jimfortin.com. We're going to have the links below. Check out this master thought. I mean, all of these, these formulas, these things about, you know, we are not our thoughts. We're the thinker of our thoughts. It's so true. And as he was saying about these podcasts that he's done, one specifically comes to mind. James Wedmore did um, one. I think it's now James Top podcast of all times was when he interviewed Jim and he does talk about some of these things and he goes into more detail. So please go check that out as well. We'll have a link below. And again, tune in tomorrow for the relaunch love, love flicks. Hear more amazing insights, amazing tips for you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks again, Jim. Thank you. Okay. Thanks ladies. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.